everybody and welcome to the hogsty it is i alex your host we are in the uh bi-week spectacular between the you know championship and the super bowl this so, isn't a real bi-week spectacular no no it's not it, it used to be pro bowl weekend and i missed that like this was moving the pro bowl to like not be this weekend was a stupid no, idea No, the bi-week spectacular was always washington's bi-week i know you're, co- you're 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 ruining the trademarks, you know, for this thing that we filed on it. Well, you know, uh, trademark law is something we're all experts in now. Thank you, thank you, Washington <laughs> Football <laughs> Commanders. Really. I've looked, spent more time looking at trademark logs than anybody yeah. who's not an IP lawyer should have to do. Yeah, right. And and people who are not lawyers at all in DC, everyone's now a trademark expert. <laughs> uh, that was, of course, Steve. We got Dave. Steve, who I guess we should call Steve the chief hater of Chase Young. <laughs> uh, I don't hate the man. I'm just uh, honest. Steve, Steve did his once a week, you know, random Twitter post that he likes to just hop on and do. I can uh, throw some grenades and then walk it, away. Yeah, and, you know, you'll throw a grenade. I'll throw a grenade out there every once in a while that gets some traction. That was one of your better traction it posts. Was. Steve posted a Chase Young video. And Young was asked about his time in D.C. And all you did was post his stats. You didn't really say anything negative or positive. I think you did say D.C. will realize they were better off moving yes. on from him. Yes. And that's the worst of what you said. Right. And, you know, you're right. I, I'm going to say right off the bat, you are right. 500-something people liked the post and agreed with you. <clears throat> but as is Twitter's nature, the anger is what gets a response it's not well, yes you are a genius people don't ever say that on twitter well, well let's also be let's also be honest the people that called you a hater steve you're right they're right you're a hater i'm a hater alex <laughs> is a hater we hate the fact that the number two overall pick was not a game-changing quote-unquote generational talent you know like your nick boses of the world and he did not perform he was either he was either injured where when he played, he just seemed to kind of float around there for a little bit, like you saw him do in the a, 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 a NFC Championship game against Detroit. Just kind yeah, of hit the blocker and just kind of float there. Where you a just see bit. him lollygagging behind. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I mean, what, yeah, and it, you're right. And it, it, I never bought him from day one. Like some people did, a lot of people did, but some people didn't. And, and what I posted specifically, his stats. So let's review, shall we? Sure. Nine regular season games for 49ers, 10 combined tackles, not even solo tackles, 2.5 sacks. And then in two playoff games, six combined tackles, no sacks. I mean, look, those are really good numbers for your fourth linebacker or fourth defensive end. Right. But this guy is a number two overall pick. That's That was right. the point. I don't know. I didn't realize that I this got so much traction, you know, like that. But yeah, well, you don't you don't go back and check. No, and really. you don't get the prompts like I do uh, on your phone. No, I turn them off, so I don't yeah. get them. <laughs> yeah, Steve posted that. My phone was just like, but um, but um, but um, but um, but um, but um. 
<laughs> ball between between that post and today. I, I see just how sensitive and overreactionary this fan base can be. It is I don't know what you're talking insane. about, Dave. What do you mean? What happened today? <laughs> oh my goodness! What did happen today? Yes, let's let's recap uh, the Washington Commanders coaching search. Oh, um, because it has not been a good 48 hours, let's say, for us. Uh, you know, on a Wednesday, it's been 48 hours. Uh, first, let's start with the crazy story of Ben Johnson. On Tuesday, Josh Harris and Mitch Rails and I, I don't know if the G, the GM's in uh, at the Senior Bowl right now, so I don't think he was going. Uh, but all the all the senior guys hopped on a plane. They're flying up to Detroit to interview the guy who everyone knows was the team's favorite. And I know now they're backtracking all this, but no, no, we all knew this was the favorite guy that they wanted to be the head coach, Ben Johnson. And mid air, mind you. They get a phone call from Ben Johnson saying he uh, is withdrawing his name from consideration. Whoops. Whoops. Indeed. Yep. Now, Did you say mid-air? They were in air to go yep, see him? They were in the air when he withdrew his name. What they do? Turn around to... and go home then? No, Turn no, because the they were around? also interviewing the defensive coordinator. Oh, okay. So, you know, the cover cover everything, I think. That's kind of like getting stood up at your hot date, isn't it? Yeah, that that's much. like if you're going to prom and you're standing at the door with your corsage in hand, and, and you see you're like, driving away with someone else down the yeah. street. Yeah, and her dad's just looking at you like a space alien. Yeah, you loser. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's rain too, right? There's got to be rain in that. that there's got to be a teen angst movie about that somewhere, right? Oh, I'm that's sure. Oh, I'm sure there is. I just wrote it. I just yeah, wrote you it. did. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> totally original concept. Teen angst movie. Um, yeah, so first off, we've all been on job interviews. Have you ever, like, I had to bail on one once because I was sick. I I couldn't imagine bailing on an interview in, in route or much less the people coming to interview you are in route. That's insane. Yeah, but you, our perspective is not perspective of so many making millions of dollars to interview for one of 32 jobs. I mean, a guy like that. It doesn't matter if he goes F you, you know, at all. Like, oh, we wouldn't do that, but we're normal in, quote, normal careers. Right. He's not. That's a different story. Right. You know. I mean. I would have yes. gone through the interview anyway. I mean, it would have been the decent thing to do, but it doesn't right. surprise me at all. It To me, the fact that it comes out now doesn't help his reputation in the future when he's finally. I don't think it yet. matters a single bit to his reputation. You don't think me. so? You don't think no. that people will look and say. Why, why is he backing out of interviews this way? No. Okay. Not at all. Well, I mean, with it being two years in a row, he's basically done that. There might be a little bit of something, but for what he offers in terms of coaching, especially offensively and stuff like that, I think he'll always still get that interest no matter what. Mm. Yep. So, regardless. Maybe so. The, the NFL is full of this kind of stuff. I mean, if you have enough talent, uh, you know, you can do anything. There's been people who've literally killed people. Who stayed in the NFL? The pa- remember that Patriots receiver? What was his name? I mean, he killed somebody in a car accident and still played. Well, after he got out of jail, yes. And they gave him, a, yeah. I mean, my, you, you, and there's, you know, look at Tyree Kill. Nobody blinked an eye about Tyree Kill. Nobody right. blinked an eye about Sean Watson. Uh, well, they sure. did blink an eye. That's not fair. But the, you know, the Browns. Tyree Kill, you're more right. Stuff. No one, no one really seemed to care about what he did. 
Um, I mean, no, look at Greg Hardy from the Panthers. Yeah, I mean, as go. soon as he did, threw his girlfriend on, the, on all the guns, and there you go. I, they, There's another. You know, yeah, so it's like. I mean, so the fact that like Ben Johnson may have been a jerk to a couple teams about interviews that won't even register on the Richter scale, right? But I do think there's a little difference when you're talking about head coaches and versus players, just because you see the head coach as that team leader uh, and management. You know, what well, I, mean? I think it also matter a lot less because he's not going anywhere. He just decided to stay. Yeah. Sure, sure. That That's also true. matters more too. Yeah, it, it, but obviously, why wouldn't you just have made that decision? Making that decision that late in the game is a bit surprising, too. Like He's not on a schedule. Who says no, he has not. to? You know, Washington should have had a better plan. Sure. And by the way, we all told you guys out there that don't get too hooked on Ben Johnson. We told you that a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, I the, the guy I wanted them to interview, they didn't even bother interviewing. Who's that? <laughs> Uh, the the former OC from Seattle who just took the OC job in uh, Chicago, Waldron. Oh, Slowick. Oh, no, no. Slowick uh, was with the Texans. Slowick oh, was with the Texans. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, he's sure. out of the running too now because he just got a contract, a new contract Extension. from Houston. Hey, have the yep. Twitter Illuminati talked about Mike Vrabel at all? Oh, oh, a little here and there. I they, wonder why Washington is interested in Mike Vrabel. So the group think is Mike Vrabel wants. Uh, he wants head coach and kind of GM power. Why would he have think he could get that? I don't know. I, I don't know the answer to that, but that seems. Why to would be anybody think that? Theory. <laughs> yeah, he, I, I understand why he might want it. Like you know. But that's but they have no evidence of that whatsoever. They're just no, that's right. just like wild Twitter. <laughs> well, that's the speculation for why he was let go of in Tennessee is that he was wanting uh, player control as well. Well, I mean, you um, look at the, you know, I mean, I mean, you look how they handled the uh, AJ Brown trade. Yeah, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd want control too, because that GM out there really did not do a very good job. Fair enough. Yeah, that, that so. was their previous GM, though, I think, right? Like they, um, I can't because they can't just remember. got a new guy in. Okay, but let's let's backtrack here. So, yeah. <laughs> because I went through the effort late in the day today of pulling a slide, let's just summarize. The coaching situation, well, so people can we, better. We should understand. also talk about the other, what the coach that was hired today, which was uh, McDonald getting yep. hired yeah. by Seattle. I was going to get to that. So yeah. here's the coaches have been hired. This is from Adam Shafter, but you can piece this together. Chargers, Tim Harborough, uh, Harbaugh, um, Raiders, Antonio Pierce, Patriots, Jared Mayo, Titans, Brian Callahan, Panthers, Dave Canales. Falcons, Raheem Morris, Seahawks, Mike McDonald, leaving, guess who? Washington is the only team in the NFL without a head coach. Yep. And then and then Schefter also reported on the uh, general managers, Raiders, Tom Telesco, Washington, Adam Peters, Panthers, Dan Morgan, Chargers, Joe Hortz, and the Patriots are left as the only team without GM. So that is the current status as of right. Wednesday night. Well, the, the Patriots haven't had a real GM since, you know. Since before Belichick. Yeah. 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 They had guys with the title, kind of, but that was it. Um, yeah, so Washington's last at – if you're playing a game of musical chairs, Washington's in last place right now. Yeah, they, they're the one left without – you left standing without a chair. I, you know, it's – they apparently did not have a good plan. Apparently so. So the, the Mike McDonald thing is also equally wild in that uh, after, yeah, after two days ago, or for when people are listening, two days ago on Tuesday – uh, Washington was quickly trying to get Mike McDonald to be their guy. 
And while he was trying to get, while he was on his way to Seattle, they were calling him to see if he would come back to. Would you turn your plane around, please? Yeah, exactly. Well, <laughs> I don't know. If, I don't know well, if it's I, his plane. I think it's Seattle's plane. Oh, well, I, I, I think it was. I think it was Schefter who made a mention to it. The, one of the reasons why McDonald chose uh, Seattle over Washington was the fact that Washington was offered a four-year contract. Seattle said six. And McDonald gave them the opportunity, apparently, to say, come to six, but they weren't willing to do a six-year deal. So he went out to to Seattle, and then that was it. That is interesting, honestly. Well, okay. I mean, that's reasonable, right? But still, it doesn't appear that Washington had too many backup options. No. No. The one thing that— Weaver, Glenn, and Quinn now is there are three guys left. Or now, there might be one, one more I'm not thinking of. Now, the one thing that I got them reading J.P. Finley, typing yeah. it again, is the fact that he keeps making mention that what if their guy, what if Adam Peters' guy isn't even a guy that's available right now? What if there's somebody in San Francisco that he sees? I, I don't know who that would be. But what if he sees somebody in San Francisco There's a guy that he truly wants, he's targeting? You know, I mean, granted, yeah, he made a push for Ben Johnson and Mike McDonald because they're obvious choices. Of course, you want to go after them. Right. But maybe maybe he wasn't pressing the button too too hard because ultimately he's like, well, if you say no, you say no. I have my guy right there that I might want right there. What if maybe that's the case? Well, we don't know that. Yeah. So. Well, I mean, you know, I, I mentioned it in our group chat. Leonard Hankerson, he's sitting right <laughs> yeah. there as the wide receivers coach and. San Francisco, yeah, right. he'd be perfect. Uh, no, nice little blast from the past there. <laughs> or maybe maybe you get the Kubiak brothers. They're both there. Listen, Jack Del Rio sitting home with nothing to do. Jack Del Rio, yeah. You, well, but he the joke being San Francisco guys, Brian Greasy. Remember Brian Greasy? Right. He, he's right. their quarterback's coach. The, the real answer, of course, if you're talking San Francisco, is uh, Anthony Lynn is there. He's the assistant head coach. And... Where was he? Uh, Miami? San Diego. San, San, San Diego. San Diego. Right? And I actually thought he did a pretty good job out there. I think he kind of got a, a lot of people seem to. Yeah. yeah. San Diego's yeah. got a unique ownership situation. Yes. It, you know, they're they're um, it's not as much of a train wreck as Washington under little Danny, but it was a train wreck a little bit there. Right. And so I, I kind of don't blame Anthony Lynn completely for what happened out there. That sure. having been said, he's still kind of a retread. Yeah. Well, he is. Uh, he, but you're down to retreads. His numbers, 33-31 career as a head coach, but one of those games was when he was with the Bills, and he was their interim head coach. Well, I mean, my point yeah. is Washington's kind of down to retreads now. The hot coaches candidates yeah, yeah. are off Dan, the market. Dan Quinn, similar 500-ish retread. head coach. Uh, well, I, well I, Weaver wouldn't be that, though. No. And Glenn as well. Weaver and Glenn have never been a head coach yet. Right. They're both uh, defensive guys. Weaver intrigues me a little because uh, it's been pointed out quite a lot on Twitter that Steve wouldn't have seen. Weaver might be the defensive line coach, but at the same time, he is um, the running game coordinator for the Ravens. So that's kind of a unique, like he does both sides of the ball thing. Uh, And, And in fact, on the Weaver part, that's one aspect of today that just, I, you know, I just had to laugh because you get people come out there, 
Yeah, okay, let's get a defensive line coach. Let's get a guy in here who's never been a coordinator, not ready for coach. I'm like thinking, oh, you know what? When Baltimore hired John Harbaugh as their head right. coach, he was a special teams coach for a couple years in Philadelphia. Everyone yep. thought that was a bad hire because he was a special teams coach for a couple years. When McVay was hired, he was hired as one year removed as a tight ends coach. Yep. He was limited capacity as, a, as an OC for Washington, and people thought it was way too early for McVay. How did that work out for both yeah, of those but, teams? Yeah, but wait, hold on a minute. Wait a minute. I'm just Generally I'm just speaking, it's probably not going to work out. There are exceptions to no, every rule. You're right. But, but because for every McVay, there's a slew of sure. types like that that aren't going to make it. But yeah. see, my my overarching point with that, that conversation and other conversations that, is that these people are out of here acting like this is Vinny Serrato 2.0. This is Vinny Serrato running the team again. I'm like, dude, well, it a does week seem- ago, it's like a week ago, you're sitting there all excited about getting one of the top young GMs in the, you know, up and coming GMs in the NFL. You're excited mm-hmm. about it. You love it. Yes, the head coaching thing didn't go your way. You didn't get Ben Johnson. There are reasons for that. You didn't get Mike McDonald. There are reasons for that. I get all that. I understand all that. But the guy hasn't even been running this team for a month yet. At least give it a chance to see what his plan And Because you know what? There was also one other point that was brought up by uh, Nikki Javala, I think it was, is that maybe these young coaches are looking at Washington and saying, you have a full roster rebuild. I got to get a young. I got to get a young quarterback. Mm-hmm. These first couple of years might be dead years. These are, these first couple of years, I may not be able to get this team where it needs to be. Next thing you know, I'm on a hot seat. You know, granted, that's not a great mentality, but they're probably looking at it like, well, I'd rather go either stay in Detroit where I have an offense, or go to Seattle where well, there's something there for me already. There's many different reasons. All but coaches always look at situations. And don't forget, Washington right. still yeah. has a terrible reputation. And, yeah. you know, the new owner, I mean, you still have to outgrow the total train wreck, you know, reputation. So it doesn't surprise me. No, you're much. right. I, I, agree. I just think that it it seems like it's a bit of a Keystone Cops episode a little bit, it, you know, because they chased these guys. They got rebuffed. Now it's like you're left with, you know, looking around like nobody's nobody's left. And they didn't really have a backup plan when yeah. both a option A and A1 went out. Now, so just on the, the guys who weren't uh, head coaches before they got the head coach – or OCs before they got that job, uh, Andy Reid is also one, as was yep. Mike Tomlin. Mike Tomlin went from DB coach and wide receivers coach to – head coach i know but i'm just saying it, it does, i mean it does happen yeah I, I, I'm, I'm saying more for people who are panicking about it like it can happen i do prefer the traditional like you work your way up method right i don't like guys who you know necessarily get red hot like that to me it's a bit of a flag but I'd be i just open an experience thing for yeah. me uh, you know i think you want an ex- a person who is experienced in leading an entire organization uh, you know, and and that would be, you, you know, you've been a coordinator, you're leading an entire side of the ball. Right. You're used to planning at that level, and now you're ready to graduate. Uh, you know, whereas right. a defensive line coach or whatever is not necessarily that. Maybe maybe you can, uh, you, you know. Yeah. But not necessarily. Well, um, you know, our, our buddy Rick Snyder had actually, he posted a, one of his videos and one of the things he said that was interesting to me was that he said very few head coaches actually do have that leadership personality 
that you need. You know, like he obviously knows it from Gibbs. You know, like he's seen the Joe Gibbs mold, which is arguably the best of all time when it comes to leadership. Uh, But, you know, he kind of went through all the coaches we've had in the past and none of them really had it. Maybe Mike Shanahan did a little if you're thinking about him. Uh, Definitely not Jim Zorn. Jim Zorn, not a leader. Um, See, and that's why that's why, you know, on the premise of what you're talking about, Alex, that's why I'm I'm surprised that I know. Brian, I, I know uh, Brian Flores had some issues in Miami, but that mm-hmm. was primarily with the front office and how they ran their front office down there. They were tanking and he, under him, yeah. Uh, yeah, absolutely. But as far as with the players, you know, he had a message that was very similar to what Tomlin spoke. Yeah. Flores is a guy that I actually really, really like, and I really was hoping that he would have gotten a call from Washington itself because – if if we if if he was number one option, he came in right away as over top of Ben Johnson. I might have been on an island, but I would have been thrilled with that because of his approach. And he has every leadership tangible that that you want to have that from anything that's ever been spoken to from any place he's ever been. That's yeah. the kind of guy you need here because he he because he preaches accountability. He you know he gets messages across to his players and everything. You know, it was that, that was a front office thing down there in Miami. Why that didn't work out had nothing to do with the players. In fact, he even did well as a coach down there. But yeah, no, look, I think he kind of got screwed over. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, like there, there's plenty of guys who could be retreads and be good if they're given a better shot. Um, th- this whole search does remind me, and you know, some people, I'm not the first one to say this. It does remind me of the 2008 coaching search, though, in a lot of ways. Uh, and not just the, like, you're going for your third guy now. Our, our version of Jim Zorn might be the next head coach right now. But Jim Zorn's right. available. He, uh, I don't know where Jim Zorn is. He's got to be. I think he's at home. That's where I think he is. I, I don't, I don't know. I don't. Is he like, coaching one of the UFL coaching teams now? a year ago? Well, he was coaching somewhere in the UFL. So you're going to make yeah. me look it up. No, no. Wikipedia well, is well, always right. The thing that I'm reminded of more, though, is how. Early in that year, uh, Steve Spagnuolo just flat out rejected the commanders because that was the guy Snyder wanted, if you remember. Dan Snyder and Vinny were desperately going to try and get Spagnuolo in here because he was the hotshot defensive coordinator at the time. He was the name, and he wouldn't even take an interview. And that's what the Ben Johnson thing reminds me a little of. Not quite the same because this was – you know, they'd done one interview already with him, but I just get that vibe all of a sudden. So now, Jim Zorn, was... Jim Zorn was last the head coach of something called the Seattle Dragons in 2020. Right. And according that. to Wikipedia, that team was an XFL team that he was not retained after the league went kaput. And he's been home ever since. OK, so he hasn't done anything since. Not in football, at least. Got it. I, I knew that because I went to a game where he was coaching the Seattle Dragons. Did you but, wave high, wave at him, and flash the Redskins jersey? Uh, there was a lot of making fun, people shouting at Jim Zorn because it was a Defenders game, so it was all Redskins fans there making fun of him. <laughs> yeah. It's <laughs> it, deserved. It, yeah, it was a little deserved. He, I, I think he shook it off pretty well, but um, yeah, man. It, it, it's an interesting search. So, 
Steve, you you you're saying you want kind of more experienced guy at this point, someone who you know has some leadership background. Yeah, because I don't want to. I, I don't necessarily think the team needs a retread either. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, and by re, that doesn't mean like if you've been a head coach, you're automatically out. What I mean is like a head coach who's failed mm-hmm. was you know or mediocre. Uh, I mean, if you know, maybe like a guy like Jeff Lynn wouldn't be a bad idea. You know, Dan Quinn. Went to a Super Bowl, don't forget. Right. You know, um, and and Atlanta's kind of a tough place to, you know, they have a strange ownership situation a little bit there too. So, um, I, by by retread, I was thinking like Raheem Morris is a retread. Sure. You know, that's a retread. Um, so I, I, but I would like to me, I don't think I've come to believe that schemes do not win NFL games. What wins NFL games to me. Is having a leadership team in place that can, that knows what system you're going to run and finds the best coaches and players to do it, and then the coach is a leader. That's mm-hmm. I think what wins NFL football games, and so that's what I would want. You know, like Josh uh, Harris said that in his yeah. opening, or maybe it was Peters. I can't remember in that press conference they had a couple. They weeks said ago, leadership was the most important thing. Yeah, and I think they're yeah, right because you're yeah. just you're just not gonna have like a scheme that wins a ton of games and not in today's NFL. No, you, there are things occasionally somebody comes up with something like the read option that takes the league by storm for a while. It, it, right. It'll have a, a one, two, three year impact. And then it just gets incorporated into what everyone yeah. does and it's gone I, or not gone. It's just part of the fabric now. So I don't, that's why I don't get too hot over any of these coaches. Cause I don't know really what kind of leaders any of them are necessarily. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You'd have to see them. Be around them, interview right. them to really you have to know. know. I mean, in part, you have to be able to figure out not just do they have a scheme that works like you're talking about, though, and, you know, finding the player, but how, how they adjust what they want to do to their guys, which is the most important thing. Can they lead people and can they adjust? And Ben Johnson was a hot coach because the Lions were a hot team this year. Right. right. And, well, Simple and he said. did the adjusting part very well yeah. to uh, Jerry Goff, who first round number one pick at one point, but limited in some of his quarterback skills you know like he he does not have every tool in the bag as a did not live up to draft status no no yeah and you know and it goes to the point with anthony weaver why i was intrigued with him for a couple reasons one because there were reports even last year when he had interviews like miami all the reports were is that he he had he exuded that kind of leadership mentality Mm -hmm. and approach that he had you know, when, you know, when he had his interviews, in fact, even even some report this year that of all the candidates going around, he had one of the one of the better in uh, um, interviews out of all the coaches out there. Mm-hmm. You know, so when you when you take that premise and that idea, of course, I'm not in the room. I have no idea if that's all true or not. But you take that plus he's off. He's he's from a winning organization and knows how to do it right in Baltimore. He's seen how things were put together. And he sees yeah. his head coach being a special teams guy his entire life, knew how to put together a proper coaching staff that fit that fit the strengths of the players that he had. I mean, Lamar Jackson is a perfect example. He brought in Greg Rome because he had an offense that could fit his needs. That that you know, that wore as welcome. He brought in Todd Monken. Todd Monken had a system in there, did just that for what Lamar Jackson needed and what he had to do. It wasn't just some hot name out there he pulled in. 
You know, so he's seen all that. He's been around that. He's in an organization that's seen how it's constructed. That's that's what intrigues me the most about Anthony Weaver. And I don't care about his time at Houston when he was a when he was a as in 2020 I think it was. It was a defensive coordinator for the Texans when they were like four and twelve. I couldn't care less about that. That's irrelevant to me because he's here to be a coach and a leader, and he needs to bring in the guys and coordinators to do what they need to do. That's why he and him, I'm the most intrigued with what's left. I think they need to bring in the Anthony Weaver from the movie Draft Day to run the team. He'd be good. Ooh, yeah, mm. that'd be a good one, actually. I like that callback right there. That'd be Is nice. That I like that. the guy in Draft Day? It was Anthony Weaver. It was Coach Weaver. I yeah. I can't remember if if the dad who was dead when the movie opened was Anthony or if it was Kevin Costner's character, but they were we. It was some one of them was Anthony. I think it was his dad. I do believe. Maybe you're gonna make me look this up too. Uh, I mean, <laughs> you know, yeah, that 2020 Texan season. Um, that's also when things started falling apart with Deshaun Watson in his public life right so you know kind of oh, i'm wrong it was sunny weaver not anthony oh sunny weaver. Okay. forget i made that whole thing well nah, no, it's still all great it still works right? anyway who cares it still works anyway i sunny like it weaver, I love Mike, it, yes sunny it's weaver great. would be good yeah yeah there you go yeah who put you know what that? you know what i you know what dennis i that anthony weaver has a very sunny disposition so we're good it was dennis leary was the coach yeah 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 also but, play, played a Cowboys offensive coordinator who somehow just won a Super Bowl, which was yeah, because he had the ring, remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So look, here's the thing. I think fans need to calm down a little yeah. bit. You said you both. I, one of you said. I think it was Dave. You said it. I mean, at the beginning. Relax. Right. Just because I they didn't. Why people are upset? But we got to. Yeah, relax. I mean, it looks like they were left holding the bag. I mean, it does. We said yeah. that. I'm not going to backtrack on that, but it ain't the end of the world, kids. Uh, you know, they may find a great coach and it's more than just the, the the latest hot coach. We've said it before repeatedly. It's a whole system that establishes it's a whole organization at the top that establishes a long term winning team. And that just right. because they didn't get Ben Johnson and what's his name? McDonald, Mike McDonald. Right. That's not limiting in and of itself. So, yeah, give it a chance. You've seen Adam Peters for like three weeks. That's right. It. Give him a chance. You know, like I in my one Twitter adventure, I saw today that people were concerned that Washington's non-existent head coach is not at the Senior Bowl. How can you possibly go to the Senior? What do you expect them to do? Skip the Senior Bowl because they don't have a coach? And who do you think scans scouts these players anyway? The coach certainly goes, but it's the scouting staff. You know, just relax. It will be fine. Uh, You know, it'll be an improvement from what. This franchise had no matter what. Yeah. 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 And, yeah. and you know, it goes to the point that you mentioned earlier. Anyway, this franchise has been a train wreck for over two decades. Yeah. You, you know, there's still a black cloud that has to be completely dissipated yet. And that's going to take time. You know, and Josh, you know, Josh Harris and Adam Peters are probably like, you know what? These next two years, we need to put together this organization. Mm-hmm. build this roster, and we need to get ourselves to a point where we can bring in that next big name for a coach, and that's the time where we'll get the guy that we need, unless you bring a guy in today, he surprises everyone, and he winds up being that guy. Uh, listen, the stench from diary in the bathroom takes a while <laughs> to go away, okay? Yes, it does. No matter yes, how much of that air spray stuff you spray, 
it takes a while to dissipate. And so, and that's the same here. Washington's been a train wreck. It doesn't just flip overnight. You, you know, when it's been as bad as it is, it's just going to take a while. Yeah. Now, I assume that by probably not Thursday when people are mostly listening to this, but by next week, they'll probably have made a decision. Probably, yeah. You know, we're now getting late in the game here. Um, I, do, do you guys want to take place bets on who it'll be? Or ju- just give your guess? It's a oh, shot God. in the dark for all of us, I know. It really is a shot in the dark at this point. I'm going to go with Quinn. Dan Quinn, Quinn makes sense, yeah. If they, if they have a name by next week, I think I think, I think think it's going to be Anthony Weaver. If they don't have a name by next week, I like, I like the name you mentioned up earlier, Alex or Lynn. Maybe it's someone like that they're waiting for. That's kind but, of a dark horse candidate, a little bit. Yeah. I haven't, you know, it, I haven't I seen like, any. I like that line of thought that maybe they just say, "All right, we'll wait for these guys." I, and I don't know if there's anyone in the chief staff who'd be worth. I haven't looked, um, but yeah, I, I'll just go Weaver, uh, Sonny or Anthony. Sonny, Sonny Weaver. <laughs> we're we're gonna need some censors uh, on the sidelines because you know how Dennis gets. Uh, <laughs> No, 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 that wasn't Dennis. No, Sonny right, Weaver sorry, you was... know how Sonny gets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he, Sonny, somehow more vulgar than Dennis, you know. Uh, so, we'll see. Uh, I, I'm. No, 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 Sonny Weaver was Kevin Costner's dad, who was the coach. That's who Sonny Weaver was in the movie. Dennis oh, Leary's character okay. was not Sonny Weaver. And then Deb, Kevin Costner was Sonny Weaver Jr. Oh. They were both Sonny Weaver. Gotcha. So I'm th- talking about bringing a corpse on the field, basically. <laughs> okay. Or Kevin Costner. I don't care. Or Let's... Kevin Costner. Yeah. He, at least we'd have a decent-looking head coach. You know, he's and still good-looking. His guy. paramour there will be. She was, you know, attractive. She'd be fun to look at. Yeah, yeah. For, and also progressive, getting a female general manager in there. You know? There you go. Yeah. Uh. So that, how about that... another dark horse name? I I saw someone mention. Uh, Clinton Kubiak is a Kubiak son. Yeah, he's a passing game coordinator for San Francisco. I'm not talking as a head coach, but I'm talking about as a coordinator. Oh hell, I don't know. I'm not getting into that, Dave. Yeah, I, yeah, I mean, throw it out there now. I'll get my okay. bones out there now. So maybe they're waiting for Matt Nagy on uh, the chief staff to, you know, be able to interview. No, please. I, I, I mean, they, they, <laughs> maybe they are waiting on. You may be the thought process now. We missed out on everybody else. We might as well just wait, to, you know, and see if there's any candidates on either the 49ers or the Chiefs. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see what happens with this coaching hire uh, coming down the pipe. Uh, but maybe we should talk about the playoffs because we just finished the championship games. And uh, that kind of was the catalyst of a lot of this stuff because I think, you know, the two big names that everyone thought we would hire were going to, they both lost. And that's why the hires happened. Right. Um, what, well, so we had the two games, obviously 49ers versus the lions. And then we had, uh, the whole Kansas city Ravens game, which I guess was really the first game. I was kind of disappointed. Usually the playoff games to me are way, or the championship rounds a lot more fun to watch. Both these games did not interest me nearly as much as they have in the past for some reason. And I don't know why. I mean, I was expecting the Chiefs-Ravens game to be a classic. And instead, it kind of, it it 
the game keyed on ridiculous mistakes. Yep. That you know, you know, like Zay Flowers. I texted a friend of mine when Zay Flowers dropped that ball in the end zone. Yeah. I, I yeah. texted him and said, Zay Flowers has ended your team season. Yep. You know, that's what happened. And Lamar threw an interception Crash. in the end zone, yep. crashed and burned again. I like the guy, but he's failed too many times in the playoffs. And the that, worst part is that right in his line of sight, Beckham was breaking wide open yep. right across the middle. I mean, that's that was right. a minimum first and goal right there. That's too. exactly right. And, yep. and so, I, you know, the, the Ravens have nobody but to blame but themselves. And, of course, they need to – Ready for this? Shake it off. Because yep. the Chiefs, you know, the Chiefs are, you didn't even get the pun. I got it. It's a terrible pun. And let me it's tell you really something. It's not even a pun. Let me tell you something. I didn't have an opinion one way or the other about Taylor Swift particularly. I hate the bitch now. I can't, I, I can't take another Taylor Swift headline. I cannot. So I'm rooting for the 49ers to win the Super Bowl just to make Taylor Swift miserable. That's the only rooting interest I have. Here's my thing about the whole non-Taylor Swift, non-story thing. There's way more headlines of complaining about Taylor Swift than there is actual coverage of Taylor Swift. Well, there's is... every crazy rumor imaginable about Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey now. Right. It's even gotten into politics, which is even more absurd. I, I mean, I don't, again, I, I honestly don't care about their relationship. Let, let them get I don't either, but I'm sick and tired of seeing it. It's yeah. as simple as that. I don't care who she dates. I mean, whatever. I don't care. I think yeah. the music is bland and boring, whatever. But I, I'm sick and tired of seeing it. So Modern I got a pop music, bland and boring? I'm shocked. I know, really. Well, well, you know, when it comes to Taylor Swift, first of all, the constant commerce tour and everything, it was it's the same thing as Jerry Jones in Dallas. Why? Stop. Mm -hmm. Enough. We don't need all of that. But there was one cut. It was a primetime game. You know, it was, it was actually after a ridiculous, Ridiculous call by the ref was absolutely absurd, and it killed the Chiefs on a drive. And when he panned to the, and, and when and, you know when he panned up over there, I just I saw, I saw just the pure football emotion and rage from Taylor Swift as she dropped the yet bomb, going like this with her hands out, just screaming. Right. And it was and it was wasn't anything against Travis Kelsey, it was just against the. I mean, she looked like she actually looked like a fan right there, and I'm like, maybe she's actually becoming more engrossed with the game than people might actually think. I, I, I don't care. I don't know. Maybe, don't maybe care. not. But either way, all I know is it's just the fact that that how people how people are going nuts with Taylor Swift, mm -hmm. the constant attention. People don't want to see Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl again. They don't want to see Patrick Mahomes win the Super Bowl again. So that's why I am rooting for the Kansas City Chiefs to win the whole thing. Because I, for one, I love Patrick Mahomes. He's my favorite quarterback in the D league. But D Dave is pulling a Steven, becoming the contrarian oh. here. Oh, oh yes. I admire the contrarian. For for me, it's I just can't take another Taylor Swift headline. Yeah, I just cannot. So here's my thing. I, I got more annoyed by Jessica Simpson back in the day when she and Tony Romo were dating. She, I didn't know was, she even that, dated Tony oh, Romo. Was, I didn't even remember that. Right there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. She and Tony Romo dated probably his like second or third year as a cowboy star quarterback shows you that i how much attention i pay to tmz yeah yeah well <laughs> again like i didn't really care but it was the same it, it was the exact same formula every shot let's pan up to jessica simpson although i will say this jessica simpson wore a lot skimpier outfits 
So Taylor Swift, get get on the ball there. Yeah, yeah. right. She's not that type, though. No, no, she's not. Jessica, Jessica Simpson, Simpson is also what? a total mess, too. It was. Yeah. Yes. Well, we are is. Yeah, maybe, but maybe, certainly yeah. was. Yeah, I don't know yeah. about now, but she was a mess. Yeah, she. Well, you know, she was one of those actresses who was an actress not for her talent. We all know what assets they liked about Jessica oh, Simpson. Yeah. Yes. yes, we do. And I, all right, it, it it was a good way to make a living, I'm sure. <laughs> okay. <laughs> anyway, so that's my Taylor Swift rant. Um, but so the game. Uh, look, I think the Chiefs have continued to play much better than they did during the regular season. They've turned it on at the right time. I wondered if the last game last weekend was a fluke. It wasn't. You know, they played the Ravens on the road again. Uh, you know, so the the Chiefs are a force. I hate to say it, yeah. um, but the Chiefs are really a force to be recognized because they look like they put it all together in the right time, which is what outstanding teams can do. They can kind of sleepwalk, you know, through some of the season, but when it matters – they have been there, and they have their offenses look sharper. Patrick Mahomes has looked average by his standards at times this season. He has not looked average during the playoffs at all. He's looked great during the playoffs, uh, you know. Well, he, and their stars have come through. Well, he's sitting with an air of confidence right now because now he has a receiver that's not going to drop the ball in Rasheed Rice, and he's been phenomenal for the last six weeks of the of the season. And he's been great in the playoffs. And I think he realized how he needs to play with uh, Mar uh, Marquez Valdez-Scanlon. If you give him an easy throw just to catch, he's dropping it nine times out of ten. So what does he do? He throws it over his back shoulder when he wasn't expected. So he's got twisted body, contort himself. He makes a beautiful catch. That's the way that MVS can catch a that, ball. That was, yeah. <laughs> you know, but, but I mean, all kidding aside, though, it's just – you know, it's that defense is already is is already a top five unit. Yeah. The receivers are have now dug in, and he has confidence throwing through his receivers now, which is opening Travis Kelsey back up again. You know, and which is a very dangerous combination that we all know. And you're right, Steve. They are hitting in all cylinders at the right time, and their experience in the playoffs is paying off right now too. At the same time, because they've been there. So, yeah, they're going to be very dangerous out for San Francisco. Very, very dangerous team. Yeah, I, I mean, depending on what happens in the championship game, I think people will, and they often do, overlook uh, the conference games, the conference championships. That defense played a heck of a game last week. They really did. Yes. Yep. I mean, you know, the Ravens were one of the best offenses in the league. You know, some some people would argue they were probably the best overall team in the league. And they just shut him down, yeah. uh, you know, completely there. You know, and, and Lamar's stats weren't terrible either. Uh, you know, 20 for 37, not a great completion percentage, but not no. terrible. 272 yards, you know, one TD, but he had the big interception. Yeah. Uh, you know, only 54 yards running, which more scorebacks, that'd be good. But for him, I thought the Ravens game plan was weird. Yeah, they didn't know the this, ball at all. Yeah, they're this run. They're this the one of the best running, maybe the best running team in the league. And they're not. Why are you not running the ball? I didn't understand that. I mean, sixteen rushes, thirty-seven pass attempts. I don't understand that. Zay Flowers had a great game, except for the one play, one hundred and fifteen yards receiving, but drops ended the game with his drop in the end zone. So like they killed themselves. But I thought the Ravens' game plan was weird. I don't know who their offensive coordinator is. Todd Monken. 
Okay. Yeah. Bad job by Todd Monken, I think. Yeah. So that's my take on the Ravens. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I still think that that offense, they need to, they've never quite figured out how to build a complete offense around Lamar Jackson. It, it feels like. Well, you know, see, the, and that's the thing this year, like what Steve was talking year. about, they, yeah. this, this year, they did a fantastic job. They ran the ball. Mm-hmm. You know, and they and they, they they were able to counter defenses trying to isolate Lamar Jackson, you know, and he wasn't terrible in the pocket this year. It was the fact that he 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 played within the system and he and he took what the defenses gave him while he had the run game. It was a catalyst, but it was like that championship mm-hmm. game what was like a 67 uh, clip for passing on that. Right. And it was like right, or yeah. right around there. It was, that's just insane. It yeah. was. Oops. Uh, 16 rushes compared to 37 pass attempts, four sacks. So that's 41 total dropbacks compared to 16 rushes. Mm-hmm. That's crazy for a team like the Ravens. They haven't played like that all year. Terrible game plan. Like right. stick to I, I'm gonna stick to what got you there. Yeah. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. But you don't change. You know, because they're not. You know, Lamar works best when he can rely on his legs to be a threat on the ground, which opens up the passing lanes. Yeah, you know, not and to he can play action and booting yeah, off that kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah, that's what I was about to say. Yeah, yeah. I mean, on the run, play action. So I, I <laughs> yeah. So bad job all around. You want to move on to the next game? Yeah, let's move on to the next game. Uh, it looked like the Lions had this thing locked up. It really yep. did. They came out of that first half with a very impressive lead. Uh, what was it? Twenty four seven. At that point, I think it was twenty-four to seven. Uh, let me pull it up here. Yeah, I think they had a seventeen-point lead. Yeah, th- yeah, I think they kicked the field goal at the end of, at the end of the first half. I yeah. think yes. Yeah, they they were executing on. It all was twenty-four-seven at the end of the first half. Yeah, and then I don't know what you would call it—just a adju- great adjustments by the 49ers. They kicked it into gear, and they just. I, I think it was it a case of experience in the 49ers versus a team like the lions who's very inexperienced in games like this. And they just didn't, couldn't get, I don't think that'll happen to them next year if they get back there. Right. You know, they just didn't have the mentality when you're facing a championship team in a serious situation, the 49ers who are experienced and have been there turned it on. And the 49ers, I think just kind of lost themselves a little bit at halftime. Well, it also didn't help that you had Josh Reynolds with a drive killer in the second half with that drop, yes. forced him to punt. And then you had Jamar Gibbs that broke wide open and Dolph missed him in the end zone. Well, I mean, also, there was nobody around for like five yards. I would have touched down right there. Well, also, so, I mean, there were a lot of mental mistakes, too, as well. Dan Campbell killed them. Mm. Dan Campbell had them run. It seemed like go for it. And like every fourth down, he gave up a field goal. In a game that ended up having a three-point margin to try to get a first down and failed. Uh, yeah. You know, and he ran. I get it. He's Mr. You know, Kenny Rogers, know when to hold him, know when to fold him thing, and you know, take risk and all that. But you gotta get the field goal in that situation. Yeah, he 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 loves that whole analytics say you should always go for the fourth in that situation but he was totally wrong and it cost yeah. him the game it cost yeah. him a tie it statistically cost him a tie yeah and who knows what else happens after right that, you, you know? don't know yeah right. so I, I think dan campbell personally 
was partly at fault for this. I mean, the, I don't know if he took responsibility in the pre-post-game or what he did. Okay. He did, but he didn't regret it. And the one thing that it goes to your point, you know, with what you said about the Ravens, stick with what got you there. Well, what got the Lions there was him being risky like that all year. So he wasn't going to get off that horse. It's what he would have done in week five, what he would have done in week 10 or even week 17. He mm-hmm. did it in the championship game. Do I agree with it? No, I agree. You're taking the, the points. But who am I to argue with someone who's just stuck to his game plan and what he did all year long? It just, unfortunately, it was the NFC championship game where it backfired on him instead of like week 10. Yeah, so that's part of it, but I do go back yeah. to I just think the players weren't ready for the situation. They went into halftime, sure, no, oh I my God, we're that. going to the Super Bowl. It's over, yeah. and then they forgot that they were facing an experienced championship team. No, I agree. I agree that 100%. Experience is huge. Because they just look like they were all kind of overwhelmed, you know, because San Francisco came out on fire and that out of the first half, and it was like, what happened? And they were totally discombobulated, and then you throw in some stupid plays by Campbell, and it's just, there you go, it's over, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean... You know, a traditionalist would probably, you know, you come out with that kind of lead, you're going to try and play clock control right away. You're going to, but in the playoffs these days, especially, you can't let up on the gas until nearly the end of the game if you've got a good lead. Uh, you know, we, we all remember what happened to Atlanta all those years ago in the Super Bowl. Yeah. Uh, just going to mention that. Yep. Yep. You, you never can let up in, in the playoffs. You just got to keep going for, you know, Drive after drive after drive, pull as put up as many points as you can. Um, yeah, it that was a that was probably the better of the two games, just because you did have that comeback and it was high scoring. Oh, but, just from a yeah. pure watching the game standpoint, yeah, that was the yeah. better game. Yeah, and now I, I I'm sorry, but I I don't I can no longer agree with people saying that Brock Purdy is only purely a a system quarterback. He might very well be. I get that part, but you cannot take away what he did in that second half either. He helped bring that team back when, you know, with his legs, his arm, the throws he was making. I mean, they had like, what, five consecutive scoring drives? And he had at least multiple, multiple uh, drives where it was like third and long, and he, kept, and he kept the drives going. I'm sorry, but Brock Purdy deserves all the accolades you want to give guys like Christian McCafferty and all them on that team, like Debo Samuels and everything. He is just as warranted of all the, of all the praise that you give those other guys. He did great. He did great. Yeah, I agree with you. You can't just call him. He's a system quarterback and, you know, game manager. I, first of all, I hate those descriptions. What does that mean? You know, but Brock Purdy, he was Mr. Irrelevant, but he's been great. And yeah, he's in a great system, or he's in a great situation, rather, for sure. Yeah. Um. You put him in Washington, he wouldn't have had a career. You know, they would have ruined him. But right. whatever, it doesn't matter. He's doing it. He looks like an elite quarterback, and you got to hand it to him. I agree. Yeah. Yep. He might be a system guy still, but you know what? Every quarterback, almost every, every quarterback, quarterback is. is. That's what I was gonna say. You know, like Tom Brady was a system quarterback up until. Probably there's like a hand you could name yeah. the the quarterbacks who could have won in anywhere you could name on like one hand. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Who were that good? Yeah, yeah. I, I wouldn't have ever called him a game manager though. Uh, Purdy, to me, like you are saying, I don't know what it means. To me, it's actually pretty easy to say what a game manager is. It's low turnover, not a lot of yards. 
But yeah, dink and dunk. Yeah. Yeah. Dink yeah. and dunk. Get that's not the first him. That's down. Not yeah, that's not what he does though. No. Brock Purdy. True. I mean, he he did have a low tone, turnover percentage, I think overall, but generally speaking, <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay, so on another note, mm-hmm. we'll talk about the Super Bowl, the actual game next week. But I made a bet in the office today, so I want to see if you guys think I think I'm going to win this or not. All right. Someone in my office says Taylor Swift's going to perform at halftime, and I said, "No, she's not." Now, Usher is the scheduled halftime performer, and no doubt, because nobody needs to see Usher for 15 minutes, he will have multiple guests and stuff there. That's the tradition, right? You have So my cameos. bet with this person was lunch that I said Taylor Swift will not perform at halftime. She said that the person I bet, she said that she will. So will I win or lose lunch? You will win lunch. That's what I think. I was yeah, very confident. Because, because right now, someone like Taylor Swift doesn't just walk out into a stage just and get nothing in return. And you figure all the money, all the and yeah, everything in terms of preparation and stuff's already been allocated to Usher and everyone else. You know, and it's not like Taylor Swift is going in front of her. Now, if you brought in all of her diehard fans. And you know, like 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 my daughter being one of them, and they and they and they just overran that stadium. I have no doubt in my mind to think that Taylor Swift's going to go out there. And, hey, let me do, at least do one or two songs for my fans that are here, because I've heard about her performances. My my daughter told me. I mean, she barely takes breaks. She's a hard worker, and she does. And she's extremely receptive to all her fans. But this is not the case. This is in the sense. This is there's a lot of corporate money sitting in that stadium right now. She's not going to give a rat's ass about anything, but she's going to keep herself in that box and just enjoy the halftime show and move on. There you go. They will show her multiple times at the halftime show. Yes, that, that wasn't true. that wasn't the bet though. The bet right. is she's going to be on stage <laughs> with Usher. No, she won't be on stage because, uh, you know, to your point, Dave, the choreography's already been done. You yes. know, unless she's been secretly doing the choreography this whole time. Yeah, they got, there's a lot of lip syncing they need to coordinate for the well, halftime shows. Hey, right. I, have you true. ever seen when lip syncing goes wrong, Steve? I have. Oh, hey. I have. Yes, I have. Oh, it's brutal. Yeah. 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 Mine involved Miss America. It was fun. <laughs> and also, and also, that's another thing, too. That's the one thing Taylor Swift refuses to do. She will not lip sync in any performance she ever does. And you know that's going to be the cornerstone of the halftime show. Yeah. That's another reason why she won't do it either. Okay. So yeah. I, I'm going to win the bet. You, yes, you'll I, win the bet. I would be willing to bet she's probably a favorite to be in the next Super Bowl halftime show. No. <laughs> no. They've already tried. They've already negotiated. With her. So, But one thing that's uh, on another note, Dave, you had a rant, and I can't remember what the rant was supposed to be. I didn't want to pass up your rant. I liked the topic, but I can't remember what it was. What was your rant? It was about the fan base and how they overreact this whole situation. With the coaching staff and everything, there, they, he, you know, I made like for instance, one of my posts I made, I made a very simple comment on a post saying, hey, you know, you know, allow Peters to do his job, you know, just relax. Why are we get? Why are we rushing through the world? World is ending. The sky is falling. Type of type, type of mentality, you know. And I get comments like. Well, I'm a paying customer. I should I have the right to sit here and have this complaint. You know, well, well, you know, when I made a comment about Martin, you know, well, maybe he kept Martin Mayhew because he had Mayhew 
with him in San Francisco. And I think they pretty, did a pretty good job with that roster out there. And then right away, it's like, oh, they drafted Trey Lance. They did this. Oh, what are you talking about? You know, he hasn't done anything. He's failed at this since he's been a GM here. I'm like, good Lord. It's like we had, like I said earlier, we have Vinny Serrato 2.0 year old, right? It's like, I, I, we're doomed. We're doomed for the next 10, 15 years, I guess. This fan base is just so, so destroyed mentally. And I don't blame him, the majority of them, because of what we had to deal with. But sometimes you just got to just bite the bullet, take a step back and mm-hmm. relax. I know patience is one thing that I even hate hearing about this team for the last 20 plus years. I, 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 I didn't want to hear it either. But we have a new owner, an actual legitimate general manager. Yeah, he's had some misses. Maybe it was poor preparation, poor, poor, poor uh, planning. No real true backup plan. Or maybe he does have a backup plan and maybe that backup plan is sitting in San Francisco right now, you know, or maybe it's a name we haven't heard of like a Brian Flores or something like that. And maybe these guys at the interview weren't true leaders. I think Mike, Mike McDonald would have been, which is probably, which is from when I heard he tried calling them back to see if he was still interested in coming anyway. But that's beside the point. They're gone. Just let it play out. See what happens. This roster is not going to overturn, in one year, we have a like like you said earlier, Steve. We have a black cloud on this franchise. It's going to last for at least a few more years. I'm sorry, but that's the reputation that Washington has, thanks to the tiny tyrant that's now gone. I'm sorry. That's what we have. What we had to deal with. Be patient. Just relax. You really like my down. tiny tyrant la- uh, label. Oh, I Washington. use it all the time. <laughs> I might make a T-shirt saying it eventually one day. I don't know about that. Don't you know? We don't want to get a defamation claim going here. No, no. Be for me to wear like a work around here. Okay, very good. So I, but I could. I didn't want to not let you get your rant out. So that was, you know, I didn't mean to go backwards, but no, it was a good fun. rant. Don't wear it in the office, Dave, just because you might have a boss take it the time wrong way. I'm sure it doesn't matter. <laughs> if that boss takes it the wrong way, it's like, dude, you're five foot nothing. I'm five foot nothing. Be quiet. <laughs> yeah but you're calling him a tyrant you're not a tyrant that's true or maybe it's, put a, it's a self-referencing thing put a caricature <laughs> of snyder's of snyder on the t-shirt see that's what we do maybe maybe alex i, I don't know see, i don't know i mean we're already in enough trouble with the team i was gonna say maybe we could just put a t-shirt up and sell a t-shirt with the tiny tyrant on it but that's kind of going backwards though i don't like that yeah you know, no no we got to think forward and we got to find something fun to make fun of it would have been better by doing that while he was still in in office well you know mentioned it we didn't really talk about it though uh martin mayhew's apparently staying on that's kind of a surprise well for now i mean again you you guys said it i think it was dave you said like you don't fire scouts before the no no they're they're saying he's gonna be here for a while uh, well, like, he'll probably be there through the draft. That's how most transitions work, anyway. Because I think uh, you talked about this before last year, yeah. Steve, didn't you? Yeah. Usually, on most transitions, that, but the reporting is so, that it sounds like he's going to be here beyond that, like for the next few years. That Peters likes wants to keep him around. I mean, he had a good reputation, you know, as a talent, you know, yeah. evaluator. So who knows? I mean. But, what people we have to keep in mind with Martin Mayhew, yeah, he wanted to offer a third-round pick to get up so we can jump the pace so he can get Emmanuel Forbes. I get all that, but understand who drove that bus and who and who engineered that. Martin Mayhew was only following what he was told to do. 
sure. with Ron Rivera. Ron Rivera was the one who had the mentality at all costs. I want Emmanuel Forrest. What's he going to do? Tell his boss, no, we're not doing that. That's not how that works, you know? I mean, he can when make he was his in... opinion known, but at the end of the day, sure. Rivera was in charge. <laughs> Absolutely. So he can't really hold that entirely against them either. So I'm going to hold it entirely against them. <laughs> <laughs> Alex is going to be petty like that. Yeah, there we go. You know, the, the one thing that uh, popped in my mind today, you know, when I heard that about Mayhew, though, that he might that he's going to be here for a while. Uh, I'm a bit concerned that this is already becoming too defense heavy because Peters is a defensive guy. He, he played defensive end. Pete, uh, Mayhew, obviously, cornerback. Uh, or was he a safety? But defensive. Um, and now looks like a defensive head coach again. Like, I, I worry about that being too lopsided towards all... Bill Belichick these... was a defensive coach. Right, but he had Tom Brady already. <laughs> like when he I, I don't think you need to worry about it, it you know, because I think there'll be an offensive coordinator, whoever it is there, who will run the offense. And, and, and again, it comes back to, I think, you want the right players and you want to be able to put them, use them properly, and motivate them to succeed. Mm-hmm. And I think that can be done... That it takes an organization to do it. They have the GM in place. We'll see about the coach. But I don't think I wouldn't worry too much about offensive defense, blah, blah, blah. I mean, they'll put together I'll, an offense. I'm gonna wait and not really worry about it until like two years down the road if they don't draft a single offensive lineman for two years. You know, like <laughs> Well, yeah. Like, I mean, I call that pulling a Rivera. Yeah, yeah right. Exactly. Then I'll panic more. But I'd like to see some offensive guys brought in. Just to well, they need to draft that. a court. Number one, they need to draft a quarterback. Yeah, of course. Forget everything else. They need to draft a quarterback. Period. Dot the end. Quarterback. Just forget everything else. It's not going to be Sam Howell's team. They need to draft the whoever it is. Yeah, that needs to be draft pick they, number one of the new era. That is priority one. They need linemen. They need to a tight end. They, they're they're a lot linebacker. of linebacker. Linebacker. Yeah. They need a. I, I mean, I, I published a. We're gonna get to a roster review. We missed it today again. But I mean, if you really look at the corner group, they kind of need corners. Yep. You know, sad to say, but they need corners. So there's a lot of needs on this team. Yeah. Right. You know, they well, won't be able to address it all in a, in a year. Maybe we'll maybe we'll talk about the roster some next show because honestly, there's not gonna be anything to talk about other than whoever the coach is. Hopefully. Right. Unless we'll they still don't have a coach. We always think there'll be nothing, and there always is. Yeah. Could you imagine if they don't have a coach going into Super Bowl weekend somehow? Yeah. And then that Andy means Reed there's somebody in San Francisco they won. Yeah. Yep. Yes. Yeah. Andy Reid retires. The Chiefs replace their coach before the Washington <laughs> Redskins do. I think the fan Washington fan base would, you know, poop their pants at that point, I think. Yeah. Yes, they would. They would have a meltdown. Yes. Of all meltdowns. Yeah. I kind of now want it. I, <laughs> you know me. Sometimes I just want like I'm chaos. pro meltdown. It's They're more fun. You they know, are. like hashtag content. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Well, I think that Leonard Hankerson would do it. Yeah. Len- <laughs> Iron Leonard. Be that maybe, Leonard ha- maybe Leonard Hankerson needs to be the head coach. Yeah. <laughs> well, well uh, is it too late to go back to Detroit and get Mark Brunel since he's their QB coach? It's never too late yeah. for Mark Brunel. He still needs money, right? Because didn't he lose all his money? He, he did. Yeah, he got <laughs> suckered in a scam. Yeah, church, fake church. I, if I, I, I don't recall. know. I don't remember I what it was. I think it was that. Yeah. 
All right, guys. Uh, we'll, we'll, we're just going to sit here and reminisce uh, ex-Redskins to be the next head coach. That's going to be what we'll do for the next half hour. You all have a good week. Clinton Portis. Clinton Portis would be Chris <laughs> Coley. Chris Coley. <laughs> all right, guys. You all take all right, care. Fellas. Take it easy. Bye. That is.